0: Hey friends, welcome to Living the KG Life, a pixie dust-filled podcast. On today's episode, we have Commissioner Jimmy joining us to talk all things mouse madness, so stick around, it's gonna be great. All right, Jimmy, commish. Thanks for joining the podcast today. We have lots of questions for you. We are going to cover Elite eight recap because I think we have a lot of questions about what the heck happened. And then we're going right. to talk about the final four and I'd love to get your early predictions on the championship. Sound good? All
1: righty. Sounds good.
0: Okay. I'm not going to make you do an intro because you've been on here enough. And if you are curious as to who Jimmy is, look back at some of the other episodes, producer and editor to the stars, but most importantly right now. commissioner for Mouse Madness.
1: Yep. Many hats.
0: Many hats of Jimmy G. Let's start off with a quick recap of how you did the seeding for Mouse Madness. Because in looking at the final four, which we're going to talk about, we have three number one seeds, one number two seed. And even in the elite eight, we had four number one seeds. So all four number one seeds made it to the Mm -hmm. elite eight. We had a number two, two number twos a number three seed, and then only one six seed. So I feel like you really did a fantastic job at kind of like thinking about or I don't want to say predicting what was going to happen, but I was shocked by some of these. And clearly you were not because you seeded them this way. Right. So mm-hmm. how did you do it? Like did you go by like what things you like? Did you go by what you feel like people really like? Because I think people are very – shocked like haunted mansion which i feel like is going to be the hot topic of this year's mouse madness not in a mary poppins sense where like no one saw it coming but i think some people are very surprised
1: I'm surprised people are surprised. Exactly. I picked that number one for a reason.
0: Right. So tell us, like, how did you approach the seating? Because for those who haven't listened to the like initial episode, Jimmy did all of the seating. I was like, I don't want to know. This is going to be way too stressful. And we did like a blind reaction type of announcement. So I literally have no clue how we did it. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's hard to say because, like, you obviously have your own biases. You know, you have right. your favorites, you have, you know, the things that you don't like. So, some of it was stuff I don't like was the 16th seed. <laughs> some things that I had never heard of or even done would be a lower seed. And then, obviously, the more popular attractions would be closer to the top. Yeah. And then, My favorites, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I was a little (laughs) biased in putting some of the things at the top. But there's a reason why some of these attractions have stood the test of time. Yeah. And why they're doing so well here is because people love them. So
0: were there any that you were surprised by either that they went out early or that they have stuck in further than you thought?
1: People Mover, surprise lost first round.
0: In one of the episodes when Shelby and Courtney were on, I was like, Shelby, I'm gonna need to make sure you and Jimmy are just like never in the same room because she was like, how could he do this? (laughs) Because I think that was another really hard part for people was some of the matchups were so close. And I think People Mover was one that, I forget which episode we talked about this on, but I think people that love the People Mover also loved happily ever after. There's something yeah, I mean, something weird there that, like, as someone who loves both of those, it was a very difficult choice. But I agree. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were surprised that happily ever after made it further than the people mover.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know me, I'm not a fireworks guy, so <laughs> yeah. I could have put I could have put that as a 16th seed, but you probably wouldn't have been too thrilled with that. I would have been so. pissed. <laughs> I would have
0: been pissed.
1: So, I mean, like I said, it's some of it's my favorite, some of it's... Even if something's not necessarily my favorite and it's extremely popular, I put it higher, like Happily Ever After, because I put it at a five and I think that's pretty fair. Yeah.
0: Now, what is your take on, in Magic Kingdom... There was a lot of talk around Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which some people consider a mountain. I'll leave that up to the internet to decide, but... What was your thought of, like, kind of how all the mountains went down?
1: I wasn't surprised. I mean, I know Big Thunder and Space, uh, definitely some of the more popular yeah. rides at Magic Kingdom. I mean, I used to like Space Mountain. I feel I like we know. always used
0: to run to Space Mountain, you and I.
1: Now it's kind of, I don't know. I think Disney has uh, evolved pretty well mm-hmm. with uh, some of their uh, thrill rides. And I think Space Mountain's kind of like... Showing you know,
0: its age, if you will. I
1: think, Yeah, I think it's teetering, you know. <laughs>
0: Well, I think especially after something like Cosmic Rewind comes out, that's just like that next level. No one's written level. that everyone's voting for. But to be fair, you put it as a number one seed.
1: <laughs> I did put it as a number one seed, but that's also me. Like I said, me taking into the into consideration the that I've heard, yeah, taking all that feedback into consideration. So I've been told how good it is and how awesome it is. So wait,
0: have you not been on it yet?
1: No, you haven't. Nope.
0: I thought you had. I thought last trip, I thought you got on it. Nope. Oh, man. It is incredible. That's like the one thing you have to do when you go next trip.
1: We're going to try to get on Tron next next trip.
0: Ooh, yes. Tron will be open when I go for springtime surprise. I'm really hoping I can get on that. So- Overall thoughts, Elite Eight, how did you think it ended up? How do you feel the results went?
1: I thought we were going to have all one seeds taking it uh, to the final four, yeah. Not that I'm surprised that Rise of the Resistance beat Tower of Terror, and I think Rise of the Resistance is a great ride. It's one of my favorite rides, but Tower of Terror is my favorite ride, Mm -hmm. so I was bummed to see it get knocked out. See
0: it go. I think what I was the most surprised by was not how close the actual results were, but how similar all the results were. So... Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, sixty forty. Avatar mm-hmm. Flight of Passage, Kilimanjaro Safaris, sixty forty. Tower of Terror, Rise of the Resistance, fifty six forty four. Cosmic Rewind, Soarin, sixty one thirty nine. They were all close, but like yeah. the fact that they were all basically like sixty forty, mm-hmm. I thought was pretty wild.
1: Yeah, I mean, Soarin's a good ride. I haven't been on it actually in a while. I was surprised it put up that good of a fight.
0: Yeah, honest. agreed.
1: Especially because everyone's been uh, all over Cosmic Rewind, been blowing everybody out. So
0: yeah, I thought for sure it was going to be Cosmic Rewind and Drinking Around the World. To be honest, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think Soren would be able to beat out Drinking Around the World. Yeah, but again, personal preference. Right. Let's talk final four mm-hmm. commissioner predictions. What do you think is going to happen? We have Haunted Mansion against Flight of Passage, and we have Cosmic Rewind against. Rise of the Resistance. I literally have zero clue of what the hell is going to happen mm-hmm. on Friday. Today when the episode comes out. It's,
1: uh, it's tough because, like I said, I love Haunted Mansion, so I would like to see it beat Flight of Passage. Haunted Mansion's really the only one left that's like a, a legacy type ride that's Ooh, been open forever.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point.
1: Rise of the Resistance, Flight of Passage, and Cosmic Rewind are probably all the newest rides in all of those parks, right?
0: That is such a good point. I didn't even think of that. Obviously, Cosmic Rewind and Rise are very new, but I I didn't put Flight of Passage in that same bucket, but it really does belong there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Pandora at Animal Kingdom is probably one of the newest additions to Animal Kingdom. So yeah, But the thing is, with Magic Kingdom, I think a lot of it's nostalgia-based for people there. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's not... I mean, there's new stuff, obviously, like Seven Dwarfs, Mind Train and stuff, but I don't know, I think when it comes to... Magic Kingdom. I think the nostalgia rides will always kind of win over the other ones, yeah. over the newer newer rides.
0: And do you think it also has to do with the fact that it's a nostalgia ride, but also like everyone can do it, like uh, some like the roller coasters and stuff. Like some people don't like roller coasters or thrill rides. Some people physically can't do it for a multitude of reasons. Kids can't do it. so Or some kids, I should say, like based on height and whatnot, can't do it. So do you feel like that has any kind of play to it? Because I guess actually in a similar sense, Cosmic Rewind is probably the only one that like, quote unquote, everyone can't do, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, probably, yeah. I mean, just because everyone can ride it doesn't necessarily mean everybody will. Like, I can ride. It's a small world, but I'm probably not gonna.
0: (laughs) I was just thinking from like, Not a pool perspective, but kind of, like, it gives more, like, exposure to it, I guess, because more people can do it.
1: Maybe, but, we're you know, the people who are in this tournament are all adults, too, so. Also true.
0: I'm just trying to figure out how the heck Haunted Mansion is here.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm not (laughs) surprised at all. I mean, Haunted Mansion's at Magic Kingdom is my favorite, so. Yeah, and I
0: know for sure, like, you and Kelly, like, whenever I think of Haunted Mansion, I think of you and Kelly. Because I feel like that's just, like, a ride that the two of you really love, but.
1: That's always our first uh our first go to.
0: I remember one of the trips we went on. It was a family trip because <laughs> we were going on it and dad was like, come on, come on. And I was like, No, I was like, it's just really like not my thing. I don't like ghosts. I don't like that. I don't like creepy stuff. And he was like, Oh my god. He's like, if I'm gonna go on it. He's like, it's not scary, they're not real, just go on. And the picture of me and dad on yeah, that ride hilarious. is so funny. And the whole time, it's funny that
1: you actually got scared at Haunted Mansion because it's not scary at all.
0: Yes, I am 37 years old and I still close my eyes at certain parts of Haunted Mansion. You know what freaks me out the most no. of that whole entire ride? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I gonna, don't want this. Is gonna be so silly, but when the door knockers move on their own. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff that just I it ugh, it gives me like the creeps. I don't yeah like it.
1: I mean, you go on Tower of Terror, but Tower of Terror has like similar creepy vibes to it.
0: That's true. And I do love Tower of Terror. And actually, yeah. funny enough, you know what I, What part I hate the most on Tower of Terror is when what? the like hologram creepy people are there. That's yeah. the part I hate the most of that ride. We're really yeah. getting into some of, like my deep real life fears here, but.
1: I mean, I it could also it be touched. another, you know, like I said, I mean, it's a legacy ride. It's also one of those rides that, you know, or it opened not long after it opened at Disneyland, I believe. I know it's an older ride because yeah. we were just watching that behind the attraction, actually.
0: Oh, so good. About Haunted
1: Mansion. And I, I'm i pretty sure that they said because Walt never saw Haunted Mansion open at Disneyland.
0: Oh, because really? Because
1: getting pushed out. Uh. So I don't know. Maybe people just have like a, like I said, a soft spot for it. Yeah. It's an awesome ride. But the Disneyland one, I will say. It's pretty awesome because if they do the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay yep. during the holidays.
0: And the Hatbox awesome. Ghost is a big deal and that's coming to Disney World. So I think everybody's excited about that. Mm-hmm. And we talked with Johnny J and John about the movies and there was the Muppets special around Halloween. There's been a lot of, not I don't want to say push around Haunted Mansion, but there's been a lot of hype around Haunted Mansion I feel like recently too.
1: There's a movie coming out. Yeah, exactly. Like, this, this summer.
0: Yeah, so I feel like there's been a lot of just talk around Haunted Mansion too. So it's not like just if you go to the parks all the time and you love the ride. There's that plus the other pieces like at home that you can kind of attach to. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to happen between Cosmic Rewind and Rise of the Resistance? Like Marvel versus Star Wars. Rise of
1: the Resistance, in my opinion. I mean, because like I said, I think at this point, people who go to Disney, if they've been relatively recently or within the last couple of years, they probably had a good chance to get on Rise of the Resistance. And if they have, then they know how good it is. I think Cosmic Rewind is too new. And I think Rise of the Resistance is new enough that more people have probably written that and been like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah. And I think that's going to trump just people hearing about Cosmic Rewind and how good it is.
0: Yeah. I would really love to see Rise of the Resistance make it to the finals because I think it was actually the episode with Sam and I think Sam Mm -hmm. asked if I could ride one ride for the rest of my life, what would it be? And I said Rise of the Resistance because I feel like there is just so much to the attraction from the pre-show to the queue to the engagement and interaction with the cast members to like the whole entire ride. And I feel like I obviously have a lot of amazing memories from Disney World, but I will never forget the first time on Rides of the Resistance. I feel Mm -hmm. like it was one of the first rides in a really long time that at every turn I was like, holy shit. And I feel like I texted you or called you afterwards and I was like, dude, this is wild. Because it was like everything was just like, oh my God, like how did they do this? And I think we haven't had something like that at Disney World in a long time where like every piece is like just mind-blowing from, you know, the Stormtrooper room to it looks like you're in space, like all those pieces. Mm -hmm. It's actually, I think, my favorite ride to go on with somebody who hasn't been on it yet. And I feel like I just look at them like, oh my God, are they having fun? Are they having the best time ever? Are they surprised that they love this? And that makes it even more fun, you know, Mm Or like you see somebody and like- You know, they're holding on to the little like bar in the front at the very beginning. And like, they're like, I don't know what is happening. And I also feel like that's one of the best rides to go on to not having any idea what's gonna happen. Yeah. Like Guardians 2, I think, is great to go in with no spoilers, but I feel like mm-hmm. Rise will just even if you go with spoilers, it it doesn't do it justice.
1: Yeah. I mean I'm like I said I'm also a bigger Star Wars person than I am a Marvel person. So yeah. that sways my decision a little more too. But like I said, I hope Rise of the Resistance takes the match.
0: Yeah. From your perspective, what would be the biggest upset to win the whole thing?
1: To win the whole thing? Yeah. I think Light of Passage would be the biggest upset if it won the whole thing. Agreed. I think it's just, I don't know, its Animal Kingdom is like feels so out of the way yeah. that it's um, it almost feels like forgotten sometimes. Mm-hmm. I will say, I mean, I've been on Flight of Passage a couple times and it's an amazing ride. Every time I go on it, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. But it's, like I said, it's one of those almost an afterthought, I guess. You don't think about it much. I think that would be the biggest upset.
0: I completely agree. So if you had to rank what you think the actual results of the final four will be, what do you think is
1: going to happen? Like what I think is going to happen or what I hope happens?
0: Let's do both. What you think is gonna happen and then what you hope happens.
1: What I think is gonna happen between Haunted Mansion and Flight of Pass. I do think Haunted Mansion is gonna win. Do
0: you think it's gonna be close or do you think it's gonna blow out Flight of Pass? I Master? think
1: it'll I think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I think it'll be like, like a 60-40 uh, yeah, like close. Yeah, I think it'll be like a 60-40 type of close. Because like I said, it's a phenomenal ride. So yeah. it's not I don't think it'll get blown out, but I think Haunted Mansion just has too much uh staying power. hmm mm-hmm. Then with Guardians and Ride of resistance it's tough. I think Rise of the Resistance will win again Mm -hmm. because like you said, it's just it is one of those rides that's just so mind blowing. Yeah. And I don't think enough people have done Guardians of the Galaxy yet to let that, I guess, trump their experience on Rise of the Resistance. So I think Rise will win.
0: And do you think that one will be close or do you think that will be a blowout?
1: I think it'll be close because I do think some people will probably vote for it just because, again, I think people hear about it and how good it is and they think, oh, I should just vote for this. But
0: yeah. All right. Let's talk about some run your pool data because I think that'll be kind of fun to share. Okay, Can you explain from both, I guess, when this episode goes live today, Friday's results, I guess, kind of how the points will work? This round of voting and then in the finals round of voting and kind of like how big of a swing we could see in terms of points.
1: Yeah. So this. This is like the good commissioner
0: debrief analysis we need.
1: Well, like I said, every round the points get higher. So the the more accurate you are later down the line, the the more points you're going to get. So Yep. Final four, if you correctly guess it, you get 14 points per match. And then if you get the championship round, correct, you'll get 20 points for that. So if you're in first place now and you get one of them wrong, you easily could get knocked out. Because someone who only has a few points less than you could end up getting both of those final four matchups right and the championship. And then that shoots them ahead. Yeah. So It's tough. It's just because right now you're in the lead. You never know until till the end. So...
0: And we've seen a pretty big shift. Aside from, I think maybe the top two. I think for the most Mm -hmm. part, we've seen like some pretty big shifts in the leaderboard.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's very common in Match Madness pools in general. Yeah, because, like I said, if you're in first place after the first round, like that's good, but you easily could get knocked down just because every round. The matchups are worth more. The more accurate you are down the line is what's more important.
0: Yeah. And obviously people need to vote, right? That's going to be the biggest key. And we've seen starting from round one this year, people doing some like serious campaigning (laughs) to get votes for their attractions. Any yep. suggestions or advice for folks that are have some pretty high possible points or people that really have a pretty good chance to win? What should their strategies be?
1: I mean, you can't really <laughs> have a strategy because, you know, it's not like you make a new prediction every round. Your selections are all locked in. So at that point, all you can do is vote and uh, tell your friends and family to vote. That's all you can really do.
0: I love when I get DMs yeah. that are like, I'm with my family. I've taken everyone's phone. And voted on your Instagram stories, those crack me up. Now, let's say we get to the end and there's a tie, which – because we do have quite a few people that have similar – either like predicted champions or – you know, predicted Final Fours and things like that. So let's say it comes down to a tiebreaker. Explain how that works.
1: Yeah, so compared to last year, I think the chances of a tie are a lot more likely because Mm -hmm. I think the heavy hitters are so heavy that a lot of people are going to be having similar brackets.
0: Yeah, like there's a lot of people that predicted Guardians to
1: win. Right, yeah. Like I said, people who've never in it. So...
0: (laughs) If, okay, so everybody listening, we all know what Shelby is salty about. We all know what Johnny J and John were salty about. You all now know what Jimmy is salty about. It is He's convinced a lot of people voted for Guardians having not written it. Yeah. Which I think is probably fair because I think some people also have said, well, I haven't been in a long time, so I just voted for what I know exists or what I've heard about. So I don't think it's yep. a totally wrong assumption, to be fair.
1: Hey, I mean, you do you, I guess, but... <laughs>
0: the same way last year you were like don't pander to the people pick what you want what your favorites are
1: yeah and like i said that's how i played it i put the rides that i liked the best to win and and keep going so and that's how i'm gonna keep voting
0: (laughs) so let's get back to the question because i just took us off on a tangent explain the tiebreaker and how it
1: works so say if there are Two or more individuals who have the same amount of points after the championship match is over, then they would have already submitted for the tiebreaker question, which mm-hmm. is how many people do you think would have picked the winner? So, or the rider attraction that, you know, won the whole bracket. How many people do they think correctly selected that to win the whole thing? Yeah. And then we basically just use that number and whoever's. Closest wins.
0: And we're doing prices right rules, whoever's closest without going over, or is it just whoever's closest?
1: Just closest. Because Okay. Yeah. We're not gonna do one (laughs) dollar wins. Yeah. But if there was fifty five people that picked it, someone said fifty six and now this person picked one. I'm not gonna be like, Oh, that person you know, yeah, it's whatever one's closest. closest.
0: I actually really yeah. like that because I think we have a pretty good range also of people that put their guesses in because I've been looking at those too, just trying to figure out who the heck is going to win because it's like we said, it's been a pretty good shuffle each round, but yeah. some of these are pretty, pretty close.
1: Yeah. And I think the uh, first few rounds are a lot of blowouts, but yeah, the last couple of rounds is where, uh, where it started to get close, so.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Yep. Love it. Any other thoughts on Elite Eight, Final Four, looking ahead into the championship potential matchups?
1: I think just vote for who uh, who you think is the better ride. There's no strategy left at this point. It's literally just vote.
0: Vote and pray.
1: <laughs> yep. That's all you can do.
0: <laughs> Love what it. about
1: you, Kristen? What do you think is gonna happen?
0: I literally have no idea. Because I mean, I had happily ever after winning the whole thing. So clearly <laughs>
1: Brackets busted.
0: By a lot. I also had Drinking Around the World in the final four. I think I had... I forget if I had Tower or Rise of the Resistance in the final four. I don't think any of my final four are actually left. Because I think I had Everest winning Animal Kingdom as well. Because I love Everest. I definitely went with my favorites.
1: Hmm, Interesting.
0: Yeah. So clearly I did terrible. Which... (laughs)
1: Definitely but you, goes vote, to show. you voted with your hot, Kristen. That's all the matters.
0: 100%. And for anyone Stucked that- th-
1: your guns, and you didn't pander to the people.
0: Correct. And anyone that thinks that there is any rigging to Mouse Madness, my bracket should tell you yeah, very just clearly- look at, just
1: look at Kristen's bracket.
0: There is nothing. <laughs> there is nothing that could have been <laughs> adjusted in here.
1: Yeah, I think my actual Mouse Madness bracket was better than my Mouse Madness bracket.
0: <laughs> okay. I love it. Now, last question for you, because we've talked about Mouse Madness and potentially some other – brackets that we could do in the future. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts overall on how our first two Mouse Madness tournaments have gone as the commission,
1: I think they've gone pretty well so far. Yeah. We've got more entries this year than last year, and that's mm-hmm. obviously a good thing. You know, we want to yeah. grow and make it as big as we can. So
0: love it. So if you have ideas, we've got a list of ideas for a couple upcoming Mouse Madness-esque tournaments that we're going to plan to do, so if you have any fun ideas or things that you would really like to see, definitely send us a DM, let us know and if it's not already on the list we'll We'll add it because this has been so fun, mm-hmm. both this year and last year that i I can't imagine we'll not do it anytime soon.
1: I feel like last year's was a little bit more chaotic just because it was the <laughs> first time we did it this year. We we're a little yeah. bit more uh experienced in running the tournament, so I think it's yeah. going a little smoother this time around, which is good.
0: Yeah, agreed. agreed. Well, Jim, thanks for all of your commissioner duties. I don't care what anybody says about you; you're the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might have some uh, making up to do to some people to get back on their good sides, but I think when it all comes out in the end, everybody will see that you probably made the right decisions.
1: That's what everyone said last year.
0: <laughs> Damn, Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. All right, Jim. If people want to follow you on Instagram or on the internet, where can everybody find the commish?
1: at hangar51media on Instagram.
0: Hangar51media. Love it. Go mm-hmm. follow them. Check them out. If you need any services for podcasts, video, audio, all the things, Hangar51media's got you covered. Thanks for hanging out today, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our chat with Commissioner Jimmy recapping Mouse Madness, looking forward to the final four, and some predictions for the finals. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at LivingTheKGLife and that you've subscribed to or follow the podcast on your favorite podcast streaming platforms. We have new episodes out every Monday, so stick around. It's going to be great.